0: You're listening to the most fraudulent F1 podcast with Dan, aka Engine Mode Eleven. I
1: secretly moonlight as
0: helmet Marco at race weekends, and Blake, aka Break. Echo chambers of farts and idiots on Twitter after races. It's the Engine Breaking F1 podcast. Oh my goodness! Boom. Welcome back welcome back to another episode this is episode 19 of the engine breaking podcast this is our saudi arabian grand prix review episode and not only are we going to do that uh, we're going to do so much more so welcome welcome to the pod my name is blake aka break and i'm joined by engine mode 11 who goes by the other alias of dan but not dan fallows apparently we found that out that you're not dan fallows have you ever seen us in the same room together no i haven't well there you go so myth, Actually, you know what? Myth busted. No, I think I have. I think mm. I have. You probably were walking through the corridor and building one, and Dan was in his office, and I uh, made yeah, eye contact probably. with your beard. And then Dan also made eye contact with your beard and me simultaneously, and it was like a Dan sandwich for a minute.
1: Yeah, probably. You know, if you're in deeply into this beard, you might find some of Adrian his old notebooks. <laughs> yeah, or one, the, one of his old drawing one. tables in there, or something. I don't know.
0: <laughs>
1: oh um, my goodness! It just occurred to me, though. Right? If this, Gone. if you're listening to this now in your car or whatever, and the show title isn't Lawrence of Arabia, then we have failed as a podcast. Really? Yeah, Lawrence Stroll of Arabia. Oh we, my god! We could get away with that.
0: Could we? Yeah.
1: Okay. Banging film, by the way. I've never seen it. Oh, it's so long but it's a proper classic
0: speaking of long films we started lord of the rings return of the king uh, extended version it's four and a half hours long yeah, so that's like a the christmas other,
1: christmas tradition me and my wife do we work our way it, through them yeah in the christmas we do, period
0: we do harry potters around uh thanksgiving into christmas time and then i was like let's watch let's do the lord of the rings so we've been grinding I and mean, we're all the way to return of the king but So here's, I don't know if you've ever done this. You know, on Amazon, you can rent a film and it lasts for two days after you start watching it. Yeah. Well, so the second one, uh, The Two Towers. How many times did you rent it? We had to rent it two times because it was the extended edition and we're watching it over, you know, evenings and stuff. Um, But yeah, Return of the King, they made a film about Fernando Alonso, says somebody in the Twitch chat. Yeah, exactly. Mister big man, exactly. That's Fernando Alonso's film versus Lawrence Stroll of Arabia. So why don't we get into the episode? So if, if you're wondering if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Uh we used to work in Formula One as engineers in various disciplines and over our cumulative, what about 15, 16 years in the industry, we are here to give you a podcast which is fueled completely on vibes. We'll get some facts yeah. and some some anecdotes and some great stories in there, but for the most part, yeah, this is a this is not a podcast. This is a fraudcast. I right? yeah, it's
1: it's you know, it's like uh Looking for diamonds, you know, you have to shovel away for a lot of shit, and eventually we'll come out with something that's really good, you
0: know? So, this is episode 19, and we might find something good. So, welcome in. So, here's what you guys can expect from this episode I'll give you a little bit of a teaser to get your appetites going, and uh we'll keep you all the way to the end of the podcast. We're going to tell you what's going on in the world of Formula One, some news that doesn't really relate to this weekend, but there's a lot of stuff going on. Things are always changing, there's drama, there's chaos, and there's the FIA. Um, yeah, the FIA are on another one this weekend. But then we'll obviously go through our 2023 Saudi Arabian Grand Prix review. We'll talk to you through practice and qualifying and then all the drama for the race. Uh, and then we'll also detailed explain all of the FIA's continued, let's call it incompetence and the aftermath. Um, shenanigans. Shenaniganry, yeah. If anybody says shenanigans one more time. No, I'm just kidding. Um we also made some predictions before the event. And uh, who's going to win, data or vibes? And if you're watching this in the live stream on twitch.tv front slash break, who's going to win, data or vibes?
1: I'm telling you, you, you it's vibes.
0: All right, spoiled that one. All right, we'll skip that later. Everybody's saying vibes, all right. And then, <laughs> See, you, so tell, tell everybody about Random Fandom and why we're doing that, which is another segment we've been doing for a couple of weeks.
1: You want to know about Random Fandom? Listen, I'll tell you all about Random Fandom <laughs> Random fandom, baby. Basically, we got accused of uh, disgusting bias because uh, Red Bull paid our mortgages for like 10 years or whatever. Um, And I wanted to show everyone that we could hate every team equally. So uh, we randomly pick a team to represent for each race. And uh, we just do like a little book report on them. Yeah. I had Um, Aston Martin for this weekend for... Jeddah, which is you know pretty simple let's be honest and then you mm. you got ferrari didn't you i had mercedes oh did you have mercedes sorry okay yeah, yeah. i did
0: so we'll, we'll get to our report cards in a minute and then obviously after after the uh week if you are non-biased dump on every team report card uh we're gonna get into fraud watch and engine mode good boy but real quick if you're new welcome if you've been here before Let's get a little toot toot. And if you're new, just roll down your window if you're driving to work and just tell somebody on the corner that you love them. Um, and it doesn't matter which driver they support. You still love them anyway. Okay.
1: Yeah. Rip Good. up that e-brake, do a fat burnout in a McDonald's drive through oh, Yep. And if anyone asks, say, Dan said I could do it. Dan Fallows, right? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Dan <laughs> Fallows. Not me. Say, Dan uh, Fallows uh, said you could do it. <laughs>
0: Oh I wonder if we could get him on the podcast one day. Uh did he
1: not comment on one of your videos on YouTube once? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did, yeah. There you go. Let's see. Uh, a- this is all I exist for on this
0: podcast, right? Is to big you up. What? Look look behind you, man. Look behind you. 85,547 Twitter frauds strong, man. Mm-hmm. You to be fair though, you did you you did carry me into this? Pretty heavily. Oh God! You're I, blaming I me
1: that. for getting you into content creation.
0: No, you you're not getting me into it, but carrying me into the, the world of Formula One Twitter frauddom. Yep. So when I you're when you, you're at the job centre begging for money
1: in a couple of months' time, it'll all be my fault.
0: Yeah. First part of the year, you're at 69k. Yeah, we're flying. But anyway, why don't we? Uh, we, digress. Why don't we, we digress. Why don't we get into the news? The, the tea. The what tea. we got. <laughs>
1: Uh, Austria managed to secure themselves the bag and got themselves a four-year extension. Uh, After this year, it was going to basically this year was going to be the last year at Austria, Um, but they've managed to get themselves a new deal and they're going to be there uh, until the end of twenty
0: twenty-seven. Ooh, so yeah, that's a banger of a circuit, honestly. And it's those Central European circuits are some of those are massively underrated. Spielberg is out in the middle of the countryside. Uh, the air is fresh it's it's great yep people are nice food yep. is awesome beer is cold beautiful um, views yeah stunning stunning and and
1: um, is one of the rare tracks where you can get a ga ticket and if you get yourself on one of the hills you can pretty much see the entire track
0: yep a hundred percent i and there's the giant the giant bull sculpture so if i could i would love to take my van and go to a couple of the european circuits and do like a road podcast yep. tour yeah. and uh maybe maybe that'll yeah maybe that'll happen one year I don't the know uh,
1: engine breaking podcast on tour mm-hmm. and we can continue from last episode our review of
0: trackside toilets yeah exactly oh my goodness so it's like you know a lot of you guys like to see like where should i eat but what you really need to know is when you're at the track where should i shit that's the most important thing yep so we'll we'll, we'll get back we'll get back to you guys on yeah. that one
1: yeah, WTF?
0: One, uh, they had their own campsite at
1: Silverstone, right? We're gonna yeah. we're gonna have our own holding pen for everyone that gets arrested at Austria.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, love that. Uh, some nerd with some nerd with a beard says at Monza, it's you're better off shitting in the woods than in the toilets there. Yeah, exactly. But like enough enough toilet talk. Let's get on to it. What Do you else have we to got? Have a
1: what? token to shit at Monza. They did. That. Do you? I don't know. They had the token system where they had to uh, you had to queue up for ages, right, to exchange money for tokens, and then you had to like queue up all over again at the stand that you wanted to use to spend your tokens on. It was fucking chaos. Wow. Wow. What else we got? Uh, we have got. Sorry. Yeah. We. Don't, how did we go from that to? I don't know. Anyway, the Austrian GP. They got extended. GGS. Ah mm. oh, dear. Um. Listen, everyone, I was ill 30 minutes before I came on this podcast and I'm pushing through it. So if it's complete chaos this week, right? I'm trying really hard. No more chaotic than normal. Uh, Angela yeah, Cullen. Normal. Angela Cullen. She's leaving Mercedes. That was like the big news. Uh, Seven-year partnership with Lewis Hamilton comes to an end. And it was a bit mysterious because it was all very sudden. But apparently, from what I've heard from, you know, my little... It- the inside sources sources. Uh, apparently it's been Uh, in the pipeline um apparently it's been in the pipeline since last season and these first sort of races and tests were just for a handover
0: so that's fine and if anybody's wondering who angela cullen is i think most of you probably know but that is the the blonde-haired woman who is lewis's physio and trainer so that she's been working with lewis for seven years at the track and they've literally every photo before, after the race, oh, Angela's yeah, there.
1: Yeah, 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 she was... <sighs> her and Lewis got on really well, I think. So, yeah. um, and she probably rebuilt his back after Baku last year, so... Fucking, Argh! yeah.
0: Argh! But yeah, so there's a, the, everybody's turning that into some kind of drama. Maybe Lewis got rid of her or she wanted to move on and do something else. But like, to be fair, um, put that in perspective, a lot of the physios and trainers uh, move around throughout the... Um the, the paddock, like um depending on the team, the driver. A, a lot of them stick with their driver, but some of them change every now and then. For example, uh, Gasly's long-term physiopure, who's a, a guy who's also from Hinsa, who is the same company that Angela is employed by or contracted to. Um he's now working with DeVries, who's he's basically stayed at um Alpha Tower. Alpha Tower, yeah. So that's that's interesting, but like at the same time, Pur worked with uh, Kvyat when I was with mm. working on Kvyat's car. So that's the same. Uh, yeah. It's not exactly the same as race engineers, but they do sometimes they move with the driver, sometimes they stay with the team, and it really just depends on the arrangement. But the the company that she works for does have a lot of the coaches and physios for a lot of the drivers, not only in Formula One. They do other GP two GP or F two F three Formula E and everything. So it's a it's a big one.
1: Yeah, so. yeah, I asked her if she wanted to come join us. Um, she texted me back saying, who are you? Delete this number. So there you go. No, no. The standard but,
0: um, response I get from everyone in the paddock. Yeah, I get that too. I get that too. It's like, don't don't ever call me again. I'm like, okay, fine. Sorry, Adrian. Just wanted to ask if you to come on a podcast. He's like, what's a podcast?
1: Yeah. Yeah, We <laughs> he would come on the podcast, but sadly it'd be a handwritten note and uh, we'd have to put it through something that would automat- automatically read it out feed it into a machine
0: so yeah Uh, um we're gonna rip into the fia literally the whole podcast but this has got to be the most inane shit what have they done
1: oh fuck's sake right the fia the fun sponges the fun police the you will not wear jewelry have now gone to you will not ride a bike on the track walk So basically, uh, on a Thursday evening, drivers and their engineers, they'll do themselves a little stroll around the track. Uh, I believe you used to do this, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, so explain, what's the purpose of this track walk?
0: So basically, Thursday track walks, what they should be is the engineer and drivers and the driver's coach. You're going around the track and you're looking like, right, this curb's a little bit different here, right, mate? Here's the apex. Really what the track walks are is a time where the engineers and drivers – are away from everybody else. They're away from media. They're away from meetings, and they get to talk about what they want to have for dinner. That is literally what track walks were. Obviously, that you'll go through a spiel and you'll talk about the track and anything you haven't talked about in meetings. But realistically, the track walks are time for you and the engineers uh, to get out and see the track and have a chat outside of the office. Um, and a little bit more, it's a little bit more relaxed. Like think about the drivers are in the, the mix all weekend. You've got your press officer. You've got media. This that meetings. Your your whole weekend is literally just bing, bang, bong, answering questions, talking to people. And this is just like, right, I'm going to go out with my mates and we're going to go for a quick walk. We're going to talk about the track, talk about the weekend um, and any stuff that you don't want to say in the office. You can say to your driver on the track walk. Um, and some of the tracks are long and they take a very long time to walk. And as I just mentioned, drivers are busy and they're running all around all over the place, you know, getting this meeting, that meeting. So sometimes it's very, very useful to take a bicycle because it saves time. Yeah. It makes but, sense. And I don't I don't think we've had any incidents with bicycles on Thursdays. I've not been there in a while, but I haven't heard of any. No, but me neither. The, F, the, FAI, the FIA decided Thursdays only. So Thursdays, there's a time on the calendar between the safety car running laps. There's a period which says track walk. And that during that time you can't run bikes. So if you want to do a track walk on Wednesday, if the drivers are there, you can ride bikes on a Wednesday. If you want to do it on a Friday after your session, you want you can you can ride bikes on that. But that was one of the things. Like I used to go ride bikes Thursday night, Saturday night after yeah. after work. That was like that was my mental health mm. therapy is getting out and riding a bicycle. So something's weird there, and we're not too sure what they're doing. But what's what's ironic about what, another reason they shut down the track during the normal track walk on thursday at Jeddah.
1: oh for christ's sake so yeah they they decided to shut part of the track down and, and hulkenberg mentioned this and he, i think he was a little bit confused as to what was going on but uh will i am uh apparently was shooting a music video at various points around the track uh throughout the evening accompanied by a stationary f1 show car which meant that parts of the track walk they couldn't be done because it was a film set so uh yeah great good job good job everyone
0: Let's do a music video so you can't do it. Just in the background, but, will I am. Oh my God. Oh my God. But anyway, but anyway. So, I've yeah, not clever clever solution. Gone? Oh, okay.
1: A clever solution, right? It says, I've read about it. Yeah. And it says you're not allowed to take two wheeled, you know, bicycle scooters, right?
0: Tricycle, bro.
1: No, they didn't mention anything about tracked vehicles. So what I think we should do is we should reach out to all those Ukrainian farmers that stole all those Russian tanks at the start of that Ukrainian (laughs) conflict, right? And just see if we can borrow. Yeah. See if we can borrow some T-72s and just sort of, you know. (laughs) Roll out. Yeah. And then during the Friday practice, there may be some issues with the surface of the track afterwards. But
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure the Miami circuit's made out of like cheese or something, so that would just muller that whole thing up, and you'd have like a rally course section. It would improve it. Let's be honest. Yeah, uh, to be fair. But anyway, speaking of speaking of um, tanks Mm,
1: and Russian conflicts, and God knows what else in the world of politics, uh, Mm. Haas have managed to get themselves in a, a bit of a sticky situation. Oh no! There was a report that came out in the U.S. that alleged that Haas automation, so like the main sponsored company of the Haas F1 team, uh, have directly provided machines and parts to Russia while the war on Ukraine has been ongoing, which, if true, would be a violation of the US uh, export control and sanctions regulations. Now, Ooh. so <laughs> what have they said? Well, they came out and said, no, you're chatting shit. Uh, nothing's been shipped from the factory to Russia since March the 3rd in 2021, which I think was about the two-week period of when it first kicked off over there. Yeah. So the things that are arriving apparently in Russia now are stuff that's like beyond sea freight and stuff like that. Um so yeah, but I did feel a bit sorry for Gunter Steiner because like this has got nothing to do with him or the F one team, but he, he was yeah. uh, he was getting it a little bit about all this. Um so I think he just ran away and said, I need the phone gene, I need the phone gene. And uh yeah, that was that. So Wait and see on that one, but unsurprisingly hard deny it,
0: yeah, yikes what else? what else we got of the build up to this weekend or any not specifically race weekend related news before we get into the race review and the whole weekend and all the nonsense that happened? Um, <laughs> I trust ninja goes I know we fucked up, gene. I'll handle it. <laughs> Uh, ah, Guntur yeah. same Gun- as Guntur
1: Guntur is going out there now to broker peace talks between a lot of them um, I love it I love that dude speaking of uh, um, pissing things off uh, Ferrari managed to piss off an entire religion uh, so if you oh miss this um, Ferrari have not only pissed off the Tifosi, which is you know pretty much a religion um, yeah. They've also now managed uh, to piss off uh, the Muslim population because they released a poster for the Jeddah Grand Prix, uh, which depicted the car in the courtyard. And uh, Now, forgive me, I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher this. I apologise. Just call
0: it the English name because I can't pronounce that either. Well, I'm going
1: gonna, I'm gonna to try it, right? Uh, right go on. The Masjid al-Nabwi at Medina, right? And apparently yeah. it's the Prophet's Mosque and it's a site of major pilgrimage, right? So basically they photoshopped their car in the courtyard of this, like, religious place. Um, a very serious yeah, place, yeah, yeah. which is... Yeah. And, uh yeah, it got deleted, basically, after a lot of backlash for being distasteful and uh disrespectful. But the best part of it, right, it wasn't even in Jeddah, this place, that they photoshopped the car in. What? So they basically pissed off... Um all those people and it wasn't even in the right place so
0: yeah okay um so it was like it was not only inappropriate but it was like contextually incorrect, incorrect. yeah i mean but like TV, okay that's that's an absolute fuck up and a lot of ignorance that being said have you seen um alfa romeo's posters that they've been doing before the races are so cool if you haven't seen them check out alfa romeo's instagram shout out alfa romeo instagram um their their pre-event posters for the races are super cool um and not disrespectful so without uh, well, yeah, that yeah that they won't you you won't do that mistake twice but why don't we why don't we get on to the review of the Jetta Grand Prix weekend and we we'll, we'll kind of we're going to get to the meat of the weekend pretty quickly i'll just run you through the build up and dan mm, if you've got anything we to will add.
1: be the meat to your potatoes
0: so build up Free practice before the weekend. Leclerc's got a third set of uh, an ES and control unit, so he's taking a ten-place grid penalty. That is, boom in stone. Uh, a couple people change gearboxes, some other stuff there within allowance. Um, initially in free practice one, Red Bull were stonks ahead of everybody else. It was yep. absolutely insane. Red Bull was basically a second or half a second clear of Aston. And then Aston was a couple tents back to Mercedes, and there was a gaggle of cars, and then Alfa Romeo off the back, right? FP2, everybody gets a little reasonable lap in, um, and the order looks something like Red Bull, Aston, then Alpine and Merc are close, and then the Ferrari are even behind Haas. But people like, hold up, hold, you know, Fra- up. hold up, Ferrari be sandbagging, and I'm like, mm. but let's let's put this in context. It is a street circuit. And there's 20 cars out there in a mix of low fuel, high fuel runs out of sync, out of pace. It's just like qualifying, like the likelihood that everybody, all 20 cars get a good, clean lap with no mistakes, with no traffic is very low. So you kind of have to look at the data and be like, ah, OK, maybe that Ferrari fast forward to free practice. Three Red Bull was a second ahead of everybody else in free practice. Three. I'm looking at the the. The chart of lap times: Red Bull a second clear to Aston Martin, Mercedes, Ferrari, uh, McLaren. Piastri moved up into the mix in free practice three, and uh, the Alpine also looking good. Can't believe I had them on fraud watch, but they looked shit before the season.
1: I said, um, I I said, this and I know you did. Go back, rewind the tapes. I said, <laughs> Alpine, <laughs> Alpine are gonna, you know, not they're not gonna look as weak as that. It was just a one-off.
0: Lo and behold. Oh, they're doing all right, but um, so people are like oh, Ferrari in practice. Looking back to their FP3 lap, um, they had really scrappy laps, street traffic, street circuit traffic, and it does look like they are running a little bit lower engine mode. But I looked at all the other Ferrari powered teams; none of those teams run lower engine modes on Friday that I could tell, or for FP3 practice three compared to qualifying. So, not sure. I could be wrong on that, but it doesn't look like that. It looks like Ferrari were actually kind of. A little bit in the mud, but it's hmm. Saturday and it's qualifying time, baby. What do we? What do you? What were your takeaways from? Uh, you want to walk us through qualifying? What you thought about it? Or you want me to lead the, the tango?
1: No, 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 it's fine. I can, I can, I can do this. I can do this. Um, what were we on about? Qualifying? Oh, yeah, that was it. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for listening, everyone. Oh, Dear me, qualifying Q one. Um, Poor old uh, Logan Sargent. He he had a Logie good, Bear. Logie Bear. He had a he had a good out in at um Bahrain, but this time unfortunately, uh, he lost his lap time for touching uh he went just outside the line of the track near the pit entry. Um a bit bit random that because I
0: I, 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 I mean do, you can cut a little bit off the track yeah. and save some time, but that's one of those things before the weekend in the driver's meeting, they say, right. Drivers, this is off limits. Don't do this. You will lose the lap time. And the, you know the drivers opening his lap, trying to make a shortest line possible, or just not paying attention because there's nothing else going on. And he's setting up to start the lap or close the lap, and he crossed over that little pink bit in between the track and the pit entry around the wall. So, so be it. Um, but yeah. he seemed pretty. He seemed pretty flustered after that, and just couldn't get a lap together in Q one. No, Unlucky, man.
1: no, yeah, and you know, I, I always
0: go a bit lenient on the rookies in their first
1: season because um well it's their first season isn't it so so i'll, I'll give him a pass for this one it was a bit yeah. of a messy qualifying but it's only his second so
0: yeah he's he really i think so far sergeant's doing reasonable he's had no howlers and i'm more disappointed in much more seasoned drivers than him hmm Florida man, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Sorry Flor- about that. Florida
1: man has messy qualifying. More at, yeah. more at ten, more at ten. Um, now I actually missed this part, but Lando managed to hit the inside wall on his qualifying lap, and what did he break a track rod? I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, mechanics to- were like the mechanics were literally had the whole brake drum assembly apart, trying to swap out that track rod, and it's it's one of those things you're like. There was like eight, something like eight minutes left in qualifying. And, you know, for a fact, you cannot change a track record in eight minutes. But if there's a red flag or anything else, you can keep working on the car through the red flag. So they were like, let's send it, you know, and there's one minute left and they're still bolting away. And it's like, OK, fine at that point. But people are were, people were clowning on that. I'm like, no, that makes perfect sense. And there's a lot of teams that don't have that kind of mentality and they lose out as a result of that. And that's a little bit of foreshadowing to later, unfortunately. But I will have to come back to that.
1: Yeah, are, are, yeah, plenty of practice this weekend for McLaren swapping parts out.
0: Yeah. And to be fair, Red Bull did that. Red Bull did a track rod on the grid at Budapest the other yeah, year. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That, that was, was that was
0: pretty rapid. I don't think it was less than eight minutes. But uh, but yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, both Alpha Towers got knocked out. I'm not overly surprised about that. I think um, they're a little bit, you know down there this year. Um, you know yeah. why they're so slow? Oh, Christ. I know exactly where you're going with this. Right,
0: everyone, get, you your, know, get your tinfoil hats out. Right, I need to get a tinfoil hat made for this, but um, AlphaTauri are so slow because they've given Red Bull all their wins all time. I heard that from some experts on Twitter. And Dan, can you explain to them how absolutely asinine and how stupid that is and why that's not actually possible to do? Just, And this is not to be... It is to be a dick. You guys are you guys are idiots. Some of you guys. So Dan, please explain why you can't do that.
1: Right. Okay. So, and I can explain this because I was the one that designed the systems. Right. Humble brag, that like separated all this. So basically, you have a wind tunnel, right? And it used to be Red Bull's wind tunnel, Uh, and then they literally built a fucking wall right down the middle of it, and now. Tower sit in one side and Red Bull sit in the other side. Red Bull staff aren't allowed in any of the buildings when Alpha Tower are on site. Neither are vice versa. Um, all completely separate systems or, you know, completely different um, networks. Nothing is like connected or shared, basically. So, and it, it's just not possible. The only way you could do it is if an Alpha AlphaTauri engineer and a Red Bull engineer met up in a car park and said, hey, this idea, yada, 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 but aero doesn't work like that. You can't just come out with a concept and sort of explain it in a car park, right? Because if we did, if you could, we'd all be fucking aero
0: engineers. So found that secured flash drive in raid and handed that one off right exactly then, then if you if you extract from the car park and it's still found in raid you can use that to upgrade your car yeah and if, if you and if you got the escape from tarkov reference uh, you get bonus points and so make yeah. sure you leave you a comment on a the podcast to 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 tarkov reference
1: so but even like can... even down to the power the power draw on the building has to be audited and logged against the job and then hours so you know if the FIA because they do they look at your energy bills and they look at the power draw There's systems that
0: monitor the power draw and then they monitor they monitor when the fans are on when the belt is on and they've got cameras in the wind tunnel watching what's on the belt
1: yeah and the power draw for a wind tunnel is significant to the point of where there was a stage where every time Red Bull turns their <laughs> every time they turn their wind tunnel on right, on, on the same industrial estate was one of those indoor skydiving centres. Oh, no. They had to coordinate when which one of them was going to be on because if they were both on at the same time, they would drop the entire block power and they'd have to get someone to go to the substation and reinstate the power and everything.
0: Uh, oh, so, my God. But,
1: yeah, it's... Long story short, it's very difficult, if not impossible, to, to do such a thing.
0: Well... We do have the FIA monitoring that, and we'll get back to the FIA. I'm, um, I'm not saying, I'm not saying this is a conspiracy. theory. it's, it's not possible. But anyway, qualifying two happens. Um, that, that whole detour was Alpha Tower getting knocked out because they're really disappointing this season, unfortunately. But
1: yeah, and we also these things happen. Did we not also have Franz Tost to basically say, "I don't trust any of my engineers. I don't know what
0: the fuck's going on with the car. What is wrong with him? Like, imagine that you're so. He's the same guy that says." I'm working in the factory on Christmas because I have stuff to do. And then he's like, I don't know what my engineers are doing. I have no idea. I don't trust them. They've made a bad card. It's like, dude, this is a you problem. This is prop like you are the person who's in charge of that. Don't, don't yeah. That's that's the weirdest response. But anyway. He's gone to the Helmet Marco school of morale building. Yeah, well, Helmet Marco's about to helmet Marco him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? France
1: Franz tossed. Has had enough. He is taking no more shit from anyone. He is getting in his, I don't know, what Honda Civic, whatever they're sponsored by. And he is driving around in, fuck, I've forgotten where Alpha Tauri is based now. Not Maranello, that's Ferrari. Fuck, why have I forgotten where Alpha Tauri is based?
0: I've just lost it to him. Let me know when you come back with it. Let's get on to Q2. Fienza. Fienza, Fienza of course. Sorry,
1: he's driving around Fienza in his uh, little Honda Civic, and he's just fucking engineers don't trust any of them.
0: Fuck's sake. <sighs> oh, my God. But anyway, Q2. Yeah. Verstappen, shaft failure and does not set a representative time, and our man, Oscar Piastri, moves through to Q3. And big, let's, up, big up piastri yeah q2 fine uh any any shockers i don't think so qualifying three was just weird it was just like a couple people didn't set their best lap on their final run alonzo in q2 q3 had a spin on his owl lap or his prep lap i'm like what when does alonzo do that like Alonso doesn't really goof up that much uh
1: well is there any better way to warm up your tires
0: than spinning them out Oh, who knows? Really know. No, the, you know, that's actually that's a really bad way to do it because you offline and it's dirty. Maybe that was at the end of Q1. But in Q3, the Ferraris finally showed up. Leclerc is P2 just behind Sergio um, and he does a pretty reasonable lap. That being said, did you know Checo's Q3 lap was only about two tenths ahead of Verstappen's FP3 lap? Hot track. Um, looking through qualifying. I did not know that so looking from p3 to qualifying most drivers found about half a second so could have should have would have but mm. I reckon Verstappen if he'd been in the mix would have uh, he would have he would have been up there I did know pretty. that
1: Verstappen's Q1 lap would have been good enough for p4 at the end of Q3
0: that's that's wacky but he, he did he did go out and qualifying one pretty hard but he'd been going out hard in every session, um, really. Ooh. So we made some predictions last week about the actual podium. We did. Do you want to? Since since you picked first, I'm going to go through it. So go for it. The the podium or the sorry, the top five in qualifying were Perez, Leclerc, Russell, Alonso, and Signs. Right? Did I do that right? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, that's right. Dan picked Perez and Leclerc. Then Alonso, then Sainz, then Russell. So Dan picked the top 2 correct yep. and he named all five drivers in the top 5. Uh, yep. I picked Verstappen, Perez, Leclerc, Sainz and Hamilton. So I picked 3 of the top 5 drivers and got none of them right. Sad. So Vibes win. Absolute elite will kn- will knowledge,
1: right? And I said in the last show that I wasn't going to put Verstappen in the top five because he was going to bump the wall in Q3 again. So
0: I wasn't far off. His drive shaft decided to explode. His drive shaft saw the wall getting close. He was like, no, I'm going to do it first so you can't hurt me anymore. Yeah,
1: the Honda Honda (sighs) power unit derivative in the back of that car. Too much VTEC. It twisted the drive shaft and that was it.
0: Yeah, so... After qualifying, um, did you see Mercedes interviews after qualifying? Uh, Driver yeah, interviews, no. So obviously, Russell knows he's starting P3 on the grid. He's pretty upbeat. You know, he he got a pretty decent lap in, and um the the person interviewing uh Lewis Lewis just was like you know when you know when a driver's in that mood when they're like mate I don't want to talk and the guy was the guy was the guy wasn't prodding him but Lewis was like giving him the I seriously don't want to talk to you right now. And it's completely understandable. He didn't have a very good qualifying, um, unfortunately. So, you know, I, P, I get it. P3 but he, Freedo, he was for
1: a Mercedes.
0: Yeah. He's a lot Russell, better
1: than probably what we would expect. Right. Cause yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the W14 doesn't look terrible, but at the same time, it doesn't look great. Yeah. So, but I mean,
0: I, I think Russ, I, I, I don't know. Hamilton's not happy. He hasn't looked too comfortable with the car. The car doesn't look great. But Br- Br- George so far seems to be getting a little, or this weekend at least, George is getting a little bit more out of the car. And I think if I was, you, Lewis, you want to win, man. You don't want to be P2, your your team. You don't, this is the first person you need to beat. So understandably, he was pissed off and probably the car is not great. Signs was about a half a second off of Leclerc. Meh. Yep. So, I, I don't know. We'll see what their their driver offset looks like this season. Um, both Alpines in the top 10. Big up. Front to back of the top 10 in qualifying. A whole second, just about. Mm. But anyway, before we get into our race review, why don't we have a little bit of a, a little word from our friends, shall we? Why don't we? Are you ready?
1: Oh, yeah. Send it. Go. Hello, it's me again, just to tell you that we are continuing our deal with NordVPN, give you an exclusive offer. You can get it by going to nordvpn.com engine to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan and four additional months for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money back guarantee. They have a super simple app that you can use on your phone, your tablet, your PC. And it's something that I've used myself for years and I've been completely happy with it the entire time. And it's just in time to get around that potential geographical restrictions for F1 TV. Obviously, I can't say you should do that because that's probably illegal, but you know. So yeah, go to nordvpn.com slash engine so me and Blake can feed our families. Thank you. Love Listen, that. all I'm out here, right? If any
0: advertisers want to get in touch for quality voiceovers, I'm available. He's the man. Mm-hmm. He's the man. But like, to be fair though, um, I I take my setup every weekend. I pack it up in a box and I fly back to Texas uh, to watch F1 TV on MultiViewer. Um, yeah, I go around no to um, Max's
1: mum's house, even though I think they live in Monaco, but still.
0: Okay. Nice. Nice. Oh no, I'm just kidding. I uh, actually NordVPN is awesome. It's been fantastic. And if you're not watching F1 TV with MultiViewer, uh, it's the way. It's the way. But let's move on to the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, the race review. And we're gonna, you know, what we sometimes we'll go through it like point by point, lap by lap. We're not gonna do that this week. We're gonna we've got a couple chunks that we want to focus on, um, and we're gonna go we're gonna go through all of it. So why don't we talk about the race strategy.
1: Oh, We've, right. This is the general. time where everyone, if you were sleepy, you can now go to sleep with Blake's ASMR race strategy guide.
0: Nah, it's not its not that deep. So let's be <laughs> honest. Let's be honest. Everybody expected this weekend. It's a super low deck circuit. There's a lot. There's a lot of, there's 27 corners, but realistically there's seven times where you're loading up the tires quite heavily um, and braking um, the race is expected to be a one-stop, super low deg, smooth surface, easy on the tires. Most teams have selected a medium hard one-stop, but there's a couple of people that break this pattern, and we'll get into it. So, why don't we, why don't we get into the race? What about the race start? We do. That was. Do do you, do you get do you get ad, who gets adrenaline when you're watching the race start? I don't know, I'm I don't here know, all, know I'm if it's
1: adrenaline. I still get the fear the turn one fear that I used what? to get when I was watching it while it being poor
0: 2017.
1: Yeah. I just, two
0: redheads and a teenager.
1: Yeah. Basically I just get the fear, um, watching a race thinking I'm still working at Red Bull. And that if we fuck up turn one, I have to sit through that debrief all over again. I'm still in that, still in that stage. I haven't quite left that just yet.
0: Okay. I still feel that too. I'm like, mm, I'm buzzing, but, um, Race start shit housery. Let's talk about it. What happened? Alonzo decided to park his wagon a little bit off and he was he was going aggressive on the tire warming procedures and he just ended up a little bit to the left of his box.
1: Yeah, he thought he was parking in a parent and child bay, um, which mm-hmm. were a little bit wider, but sadly.
0: No, no. Not the one. But also somebody posted some photos. There's a lot of cars up and down the grid, especially on the left side of the grid, Alonzo's side, that were quite far out, and I am not sure on this. I know for a fact that the, the cars should have a front and rear transponder that you mm-hmm. can use to determine if you jump the start, but I'm not sure if they have lateral transponders yet to tell if the car is inside of the box. I don't so believe they do. I, I don't think, think it's they a do eyeball either. Thing. Okay, and then the FIA are really good at eyeballing stuff, and we're coming right back to <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> they never make oh, a mistake. No, so Perez poor start. You know, you could tell he's in the he's in the he's in the damage because Perez has a bad start. and He just starts inching over towards Alonso, but he knows like, nah, it's done, mate. Um, Perez had a poor start in Bahrain as well, so something he needs to work on there. Maybe his his clutch procedures mm-hmm. uh, are not good, or his drive out. I mean, that that's early. Like if it's off the line like that, that's a clutch release procedure, or uh, maybe the clutch isn't acting particularly favorable. But uh, Alonso gets it done on he the race start. Not bad for a what 42 year old granddad, basically. Yeah, I was speaking of people's stats. I like how during was it practice or qualifying? Maybe I think it was FP3, they put up some stats on the side of the screen and it was James Vowell's height and weight. It's like, of course, no, no, we need I to know, miss that completely. <laughs> we need to know the team principal's height and weight. But what they need to do is get um Horner yep. and then uh Horner's Horn not very tall, no, Horner's not very tall. What's, what's Warner, five eight? No, I think he's a little bit... I'll,
1: I'll give him a 5'9". He's not taller than I am. Or about the same. You're not five, nine, are you? Yeah.
0: Are you? I'll die, I'll die long, mate.
1: Oh, fuck it. I
0: a don't know how much I weigh. That. I don't know how much I weigh now, so... Oh, I know how probably much I I weigh. A lot. Well,
1: I, I am the, the only... W13 of people.
0: I am all they need. All they need now is their reach on there so we can see who's going to win up the TP uh, boxing match. But... uh. Speaking of Zach Brown as well, both of the McLarens end up damaging their front wing on the first lap and he actually started in eighth and that was kind of like a redemption arc for a a terrible weekend that they've had, right? Yep. And then then he ends up in the mud all the way back in the mud, so unlucky. Um, Race start as well. Leclerc starts 12th, but he makes up three positions on the first lap. The And he's also the only driver other than Norris to start on the soft tyre. So Leclerc's strategy was, right, we need to put the sticky stuff on at the beginning. We can chop through. We can make up the gap. We should have a pace advantage to everybody in front of us, except for maybe the Red Bulls is probably what they're thinking. So forget it.
1: I I thoroughly enjoyed this decision to stick um, Norris and uh, Charles on the soft tyre, even after... Pirelli came out and announced on Saturday night. They were like, "Look, medium and hard tyres are good. We don't have much graining on those, but the softs we're really struggling with graining." My mate, Let's and go. then they 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 just thought, "Hey, you know what would be really good if we stick a fully fuel loaded car on the softs at a race start? There'd be absolutely no problem with that whatsoever."
0: And just chewing gum on the surface, mate. Christ. So. So instead of going through every lap of the race, we're gonna pick up a couple of threads and we're gonna we're gonna dig into them. And I think, um, why don't we let's start with the front? Let's start with the Red Bulls.
1: The Red Bullies. Yeah, the Red Bullies. I mean, I mean, it was like watching someone driving F One twenty twenty two with like ten percent AI on. No,
0: dude, it was it was it was crazy. So Max starts the race back in P fifteen. Um, and he makes he makes up some positions pretty, pretty quickly. Um, before the safety car, uh, he's from 15 to P4. Uh, and after the safety car, he comes out second behind Perez and holds about a five-second gap the entire time. Mm. And they were just cruising there. And we're thinking, I don't know what you're thinking. I was thinking, I was like, is Max pushing like fuck or not? Because he also towards the end of the race was like GP there's a weird sound and he's you know he's having you know PTSD from the qualifying drive shaft pop out so there were were, uh,
1: there were some some moments uh, at like sort of the first half of the race where I was watching Max doing overtakes and there were some instances where I thought Oh, Max is Max is going to go for that here, but he was a bit more uh, reserved. I think absolutely. There was no absolutely. Sometimes you think, oh, that'd be a slam dunk. Max is going to chuck that up the inside. Where he was just like, no, I'm just going to chill. I'll just wait for the DRS. Yeah, Um, exactly. But I will say, right, I'm going to give a very special to Fernando Alonso, who in the pre-race segment said that by lap 25, Max was going to be in P2. Would you like to know? What lap of the race it was when Max got into P2? Go on. Lap 25. Fernando Alonso, the Oracle.
0: He's too good, isn't he? he did he's it. way too good. So, so Max basically cuts through the field, and people are saying there's no way he's going to win that race, and he didn't win the race. But here's, here's where it starts to get a little bit interesting. Towards the end of the race, um, Max is given a lap time target of a 1 minute 33. Yep. Checo's Checo's given the same. Then Max comes on the radio to GP and he's asks who's got the fastest lap. And GP replies, we don't need to worry about that. And obviously Max knows and says he says yes I do need to worry about that mate. And I think at this point this is a this is a split of GP and his race engineer trying to manage like right, let's get the car home, finish the race and Max is like I'd like to do both. I'd like to get the car home and get the fastest lap. I'm not sure if he knew that Checo had the fastest lap or not but um I don't, it wouldn't matter if Matt
1: if Checo had it or not you're asking Max do you do you want a free point
0: or not yeah of course he wants a free point yeah he wants a free point every any time. racing driver
1: was gonna go for it
0: yeah um so what he then does is um Checo's asking Hugh he's like is Max doing the lap times? So he's like, no, he's doing a little bit faster than the lap times. She so told him, he's like, okay, well, are we holding? And he's like, yeah, yeah everything's fine. We're going to the end. And Hugh, as he does, he's just giving him confidence. So they're cruising to the end. They're holding about a five-second gap. And then I was I was watching it on my stream, and I was like, Max is saving until the very last lap to go purple because you can't react to that. Um, I don't think there was any communication to say he was going to do it. It's just one of those things it's like you can't tell him, you can't come on the radio and say, Max, don't take the fastest lap because he's going to try to go for it. This dude pulls two seconds out <laughs> in a single lap. He's done
1: this before though, hasn't he? Where like, you just be uh, some random point in the race, nothing is going on. And then Max will just all of a sudden put his foot down for one lap. And then GP comes across over the radio, like Max, what are you doing? You need to slow it down, mate. And he just sort of giggles yeah. back on the radio.
0: Yeah. So, uh, we're looking at that and you see purple sector one. And then it's like, yeah, two seconds in a single lap. So, What were both of the Red Bulls holding back pace? Yes. Um, But yeah, which brings us on to the next people down the road from them, which were the Astons. Uh, Stroll causes that safety car after his first stop, unfortunately. Um, That's a
1: weak safety car call.
0: That was so stupid. Can we talk about that for a second?
1: Yeah, absolutely. But before we do that, can I just say I'm I'm on hard watch, ladies and gentlemen. I've been on hard watch. And uh, I noticed that Aston Martin have gone back to their usual trick of scrubbing their hard set of tires for a lap before Ooh. the race.
0: So they did, they did prep their tires because the tires had been used for a single lap. But yeah, let's talk about that Stroll safety car. And this is this is really not on Stroll. Stroll did everything right in that situation. Um, the FIA, what are they doing?
1: Well, apparently they the GPS. They had, which is normally super accurate, right? Because teams get access to that as well. And uh, they said the car looked like it was still on track, which I thought was a bit bizarre. So either I didn't see the dash on Stroll's car when he pulled up. So either he had like a complete electronics failure and the GPS showed his last position, which probably would have been on track. Um, But they have cameras too, so I don't know. But yeah, it was weird. And sometimes there are some fucking tracks, Australia being one of them, where the GPS at just one random corner will be really shit and nobody knows why. Well,
0: here's here's the thing. I had strolls on board up on my FIA control sender. You know my my multiviewer powered by f one, multiviewer for f one. If you haven't used it for f one, check it out. But I had Stroll's camera up, and I'm sitting here looking at Stroll pull his car into the hole in the wall next to the forklift through the gap in the fence i'm I'm sorry if I can do that from my desk, unless we're missing something else completely, but if I can do that from my desk, they said the GPS looked off. It's like, well, imagine imagine that you've got all the cameras from all the cars, which they do. That's just like, what are you guys doing? You guys are. You guys are so lost, and I don't know if there's nobody there that has the confidence to make those decisions because they're just hiring interns to just fill seats in their operations center. But anyway, um, normally that would be a virtual safety car because Stroll was completely off the track. He pulled his car into the gap. It was fine. Um, did the safety car help the race or hurt the race? Um, it certainly helped
1: Max because he got free pit stuff out of it.
0: Yeah, so do you reckon that Max paid Lance to stop the, no I'm I'm gonna go with what <laughs> um,
1: Kent has said in the chat and that Flavio Briatore has been involved he went up to race control and pressed the red button because uh, he's still associated with Alonso somehow isn't
0: he oh yeah yeah definitely
1: so there you go he gets a cut yep Um, I was gonna say something else now I've completely forgotten another quality top quality podcast from uh, yours truly that's all right. Well, why don't we? Why
0: don't we? If you remember it, remember
1: it. Get back to me. But oh, that was it. Sorry, yeah. What the hell? I I tried to go back and watch this, but I didn't get a chance to in the end. What were McLaren doing with Piastri under this safety
0: car? Because I wasn't paying attention to McLaren. at they the They pitted car. him
1: as the safety car was ending, and I was like, "What are you doing? Like, why? Why are you pitting him now? Even okay, that's bad. Even do it as soon as the safety car comes out, or don't oh. do it at all."
0: Why are you Ooh, doing like it to-
1: as it comes in?
0: That's, I don't know, that's chaos. Anyway, back, but like, yeah, there's some more safety car chaos. We're coming to that, but we're not going through this in linear order. We're going to jump, we're going to stay on the topic, which we haven't done. Now we're going to ask the whole time. Alonso basically drives the thing home to the end. Uh, The gap between him and Checo was about 18 seconds almost at the end of the race or to max. So Alonso was not closing the gap. To the Red Bulls. So the Red Bulls were managing. There was no shot. So it's kind of like Formula One and Formula 1.5 is being led by Alonso right now. Um, so, yeah, there's just not like that was kind of like great. Max gets through with the safety car. He drives through everybody. Alonso goes on to finish on the podium. And or then he does he? Or does he? We're going to play the new game of. <laughs> third place is it anyway <laughs> that's a new segment with the same sound as the other one so Shh, production quality on, we're going to rattle through this because it was chaos I had no idea it was happening and it gave me PTSD on the last lap of the race the FIA decided to reinvestigate Alonso's five second penalty that he served during the pit stop Mercedes seemed to be aware of it so it's very likely that Mercedes looked at the footage and said you know what mate your rear jack man touched that and they told the FIA um, and FIA, classic of them not to do their own job, or was it? So here's here's what it happened, In we'll try to do this in 60 seconds.
1: Yeah, bearing after in mind, pod- we're going to
0: try to explain
1: what happened, when let's be honest, I don't think even the FIA know what happened, so wish no. us luck.
0: So they applied a 10-second penalty to Alonzo after the podium ceremony, and the third place goes to Russell. The result says, uh, I'll just, I'm summarizing, this is from the FIA documents, blah, blah, blah. The race control center Geneva examined whether car 14 served its penalty in accordance with the regulations. Uh, the stewards determined that penalty had n- been served properly. The stewards did not examine the matter any further. Subsequently at the last lap of the race, mind you, the stewards received a report from race control that they considered the penalty was not properly served on car 14. And they asked the stewards to investigate the matter. Um, they stated that what was agreed at this SAC meeting was teams that no part of the car could be touched while a penalty was being served as this would constitute working on the car. In this case, it was clear that the rear that the car was touched by the rear jack. And I went back and watched that camera. Yeah, literally that the rear jackman slides the jack under the rear yeah. impact structure about to lift the car, up, but doesn't lift the car up. And it's like, you guys have to be fucking kidding me. After the penalty was applied, Aston Martin appealed the decision with new information, which if there's new information, you can appeal it. In short, the FIA, um, the new information, the FIA stewards didn't know what was going on. That was the new information, but in support of the petition for review, the stewards were shown minutes of the last latest SAC meeting and video evidence of seven different instances where cars were touched by the jack while serving a similar penalty to the one imposed on car 14 without being penalized. Blah blah blah. They reviewed the evidence, and then they basically gave Alonzo the thing back. So basically, whose third place is it anyway? It's Russell. It's it's Russell's. No, wait, no, it's Alonzo's. Russell was um, his post on Instagram was quite nice. He was like, you know, this this should be Alonzo's, but you know, mm-hmm. George so,
1: PR Russell at it again. Yeah. You know, trying, to, to win, but like, trying to win the hearts and minds of everyone. Oh, actually, that was, you know, GG's Alonzo called Limey, mate. Thanks for the trophy.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I love how with the um, the social media feeds all in, like, impression order or whatever, algorithm order, it's like you really can't tell what's going on because it's never chronological. So that was the aftermath of that for, Mercedes, for Aston Martin. And they, yeah, I didn't really get a a shot at that. Yep. then Lawrence
1: Stroll did his uh, best impersonation of uh, what's-her-name out of Legally Blonde. I don't know that one. There you go. Thank you for that, uh, Manila Chinchilla, for that little reference. I like that one. Big up yourself. (laughs) Give yourself a little. (laughs) And if you want to feed me references in uh, chat to drop on Pod and claim as my own, then uh, you can by... Where can we watch us live? Like...
0: So we record the engine breaking podcast on my Twitch stream every Monday night, 7 p.m. UK time uh, on twitch.tv front slash B-R-R-R-A-K-E. Good there plug. Go. And um, for everyone teamwork, that's, for everyone that's here live. <sighs>
1: and for everyone get, that's listening on, on the car or on the toilet. Toot toots
0: for you. Exactly. Let's get on to Mercedes. Um, so we basically Red Bull. And we've covered their race and all the shenanigans after the race. Let's get on to Mercedes. Um, Hamilton started the race on the hard tire. Russell on the medium. Hamilton struggled like hell on the hard tire and just falls back. Uh, Leclerc gets him. Verstappen drives through him. And he's, at that first stop, he's like, before the safety car, he's like 15 seconds behind Russell, who started on the medium. He's not having a good time, mate.
1: No. Um, and he was, on, he was on the radio basically saying... The, the classic Hamilton, the classic Hamilton radio message
0: of this tire is shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So it's like, okay, okay, fine. But I don't know. Um, Russell's first stint, Russell's in P three up until the safety car. Uh, he cannot, he cannot hold on to Alonso's wheel. Magic Alonso is way too grande, magic. So- grande, arez, magic
1: Alonso. <laughs>
0: I think Alonso by the safety car is about eight seconds ahead on just shy 20 laps. So, so at the safety car. Hamilton goes medium. Yeah. Russell gets hard. Russell gets hard, does he? Yeah, he does. But Alonso, I'm sorry, Hamilton is still behind him. And he's like, I don't know my tires. I don't, I didn't catch any of his radio messages, but basically you've got, Lewis on a faster tire behind George. Mm. Um, he pulls up to me, spins probably the first 10 laps that stint up sniffing in his gearbox and then just falls back. Um, it looks like the stint pace was dictated by Russell there, but at the same time kind of got to overtake. And I think ultimately what happened is the safety car, a hard start tire was definitely not the play. No. Nope. A, and then the alternative strategy could have been okay without the safety car. But then then they're out of sync and they're up against each other and Russell's dictating the pace for that stint. So, um, ultimately, Hamilton's poor first stint cost him position to his teammate. Um, But I'm not sure it would have been the same story if they were both on a medium-hard one-stopper. Not sure. Not sure. But, yeah, I've I've seen people, you know, oh, they should prioritize Lewis, they should prioritize George. At the same time, like... Russell's been kind of flawless all weekend, like P3 quality, or sorry, P3 P3 race
1: start. You know, they're they're in vastly different areas of the field in terms of qualifying. That also dictates your strategy. So yeah, you know, I don't know, but like I say, everyone's an armchair analyst and race Mm. strategist, aren't they? Including
0: us two fucking frauds. I'm a big fraud. Can we, real quick though, um, Bernie Collins on the Sky broadcast was an absolute game changer, an actual strategist in the skybox on the TV all weekend. I usually turn the TV down quite a bit, but I left it on a little bit just so I could hear when she was talking because it was like actually very insightful stuff. And she picks up on stuff that the the other the other presenters do not either get understand or they wouldn't have picked up. She's super clever, super yeah. awesome. So that was awesome. Ex Aston Martin uh, head of strategy there uh, yep. now on the Sky broadcast. Huge. Huge W's. Can we get a toot-toot? Oh,
1: there you go, Bernie. Hopefully she doesn't smuggle a firearm for a Brazilian airport like the last Bernie in F1 did.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, every time they say Bernie, I'm like, oh, God, not Bernie Ecclestone. Please, please not. That. But anyway, um, that was that was awesome to have her on the broadcast. I don't think we heard enough of her during the race. We heard a lot during practice, but I think we could have used a little bit more during the race. But one stops are boring. True. And
1: it's her first weekend, yep. isn't it? You don't just want to throw her into the.
0: She did all right. She did really well. Deep I thought. End. Speaking of the deep end. Speaking of the deep end. How about them Ferraris, man? Ay, ay, aye. Well, Let's, good news, Ferrari. Next year is your year. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. We can already confirm that this is probably. Not the year.
1: Hey, listen,
0: them. we're going to be hard on Ferrari, but
1: I have to give them something. For this race and the last race, they took the fastest pit stop. Okay. Well, they're,
0: they're improving some things. Some positivity
1: there for you okay. to foecy, listening.
0: Yeah. So Leclerc started on the soft signs on the medium. Um it, it, Signs basically holds on to the back of Russell and then kind of falls back. So from that first stint, both of those among the mediums, uh, Russell has the upper hand on the Ferrari. Leclerc comes through on the soft, and then there's the pit stop. There's the pit stop, and I looked at this. Um, Long story short, here's how the pit stops or safety car situation works. During the safety car... You have a lap time delta on your dash, which is programmed by the FIA. So the FIA says during this time of the track, you have to be going, this, this needs to be your lap time at this point. And it's a relatively slow pace to keep cars safe because something bad has happened. There's a safety car out. In this instance, that stroll was behind the barriers and everything was fine, but never mind. But if there's no obstruction on the main straight, you are using the main straight and you can go full. Chat between the safety car lines. So one's the pit entry, one's the pit exit. You should do that by default. But Leclerc is driving. He's warming his tires on that main straight, uh, and he gets mad at his engineer for not telling him that Hamilton was pitting. Also, that lap, he was two seconds slower than uh, Signs, even throughout the rest of the lap. So he was two seconds shy of the Delta. Anyway. And then he's cruising down the main straight, and Hamilton's pitting. His engineer tells him, "Ah, push now." Hamilton's pitting. He's like, "You have to tell me that." (laughs) You have to tell me that earlier. It's like, yeah, but like at the same time, it's like you know that people are pitting probably around you. Why would you like that? Is one of the default calls is push between safety car lines. Like you don't need to be told that every (laughs) weekend, Um, and maybe that's a procedural thing for them. But um, yeah, that was sad. That was sad. So rather than coming ahead of Hamilton, uh, Hamilton ends up getting signs. Hamilton cruises off, tucks in behind, uh, Russell signs finishes ahead of Leclerc. Ferrari, bring it home in six, seven. What the heck is going on? There's no chance for them to attack the Mercedes in the final stint. And I expected be Ferrari to be clear of Mercedes, honestly, but, uh, wasn't to be, mate. No,
1: It wasn't to be. I didn't have Ferrari getting outpaced by Mercedes on race two on my bingo card.
0: No, no way, dude. Like, and that's one of the threads that I'm trying to. I'm going to work on a video this week on my YouTube channel, Break Everyone. One. But who's got it worse right now? Is it Mercedes or Ferrari? I don't know. Let's. I need to, I'm, I need I'm to, I need to do say the science. Ferrari, I think. I've, I'm. My gut's telling me the Rari as
1: well. Purely because, and I'll I tell you who I feel sorry for, and that's Fred, good old Fred sure. Because it cannot be easy getting chucked into there to save the team, and it's not quite working out that way. And it's not mm. going to, because you're not just going to walk into a team and get instant results. No. Unless your name's Max Verstappen, and then you're at a Spanish 2016 Grand Prix, but...
0: That was the diff maps, though. Was
1: that by okay. you, was it? Did you, make, did you make the
0: difference? Yep. No, 30
1: seconds, 30 seconds.
0: That was Melbourne 2018, actually. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm
1: not... My Blake trivia <laughs> isn't
0: as, you know... I'm not brushed <laughs> off on it. Oh, I love it. But let's... Oh, yeah. Fred, but, like, at the same time, last year, Bonato was like, ah, oh, we're unlucky. And Fred's like, I'm going to fucking smash somebody up. So, I'd like to see Fred make a change. I just don't know if he can make a difference in a machine with that much inertia. You know? Aye. 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 So why don't we talk about our podium predictions that we made before the weekend?
1: Yeah, I vaguely remember. I think I know who I
0: predicted in first place. So, we had our podium was Perez, Verstappen, Alonso, Russell, Alonso. So it's final result, Perez, Verstappen, Alonso. You, Dan, Mm. You picked Perez one, Leclerc, or sorry, Verstappen two, and Leclerc three. So you got two out of three correct. Uh, I picked Verstappen, Perez, Alonso. So you got third right. I got the third right, and I got all three of the drivers right. So together, we, together got it we're, all, we got it all right. Yeah. Bingo card. We smashed it. Ladies and gentlemen, forget all these other podcasts. Forget the Fuck tech. them. Come here for the vibes and mm-hmm. we got you covered. So. Only the best from
1: our spare bedrooms direct to your ears. Boom. But yeah, you put, have... I put Perez. Sorry, what was you going to say? No, I was going to. No, go, go, go. Just please. big up everyone listening. Um, yeah, I was. put Perez in first because they're saying about Perez and street circuits. And he goes well at street circuits. And, you know, he did exactly what he needed to do this weekend. And that's when
0: Max is out of position, pick up the pieces. Yeah, don't fuck up. And dude. And he had, a. to be fair, Checo had a badass drive, flawless, surgical. No, no dramas, fast. They were also using up their track limits, burner cards as well, if you noticed. A lot of people oh, no, doing miss that. that. A lot of teams were cutting uh, 22, 23 to save a little bit of time. Cheeky fuckers. Yeah, but like how many you get three warnings, right? Well, if they're there, use them. Yeah. If you if you're not using your warnings, you're being a little shit. But um, uh... <laughs> Yeah, and that exactly same theory
1: goes with work as well, which is why I was in the HR office so often at Red Bull. <laughs>
0: if you're if you ain't uh rubbin's race. Wait, no, geez, that's not what happened. <laughs> oh my god. Uh... but anyway, um and if you haven't left us a five-star review on spotify why the fuck not what's happening like do you not love us because those those have been like over vegan. an hour into this podcast and you're not leaving us five stars what are you fucking you, doing with your lives you should do it you should do it so what the, the fuck, fuck are we sh- doing with our lives i'm i'm in my short shorts um the camo ones yeah uh, i doing a podcast and i'm be starving because it's eight thirty. dinner that i chucked
1: up out of my beard just give me five stars for that for fuck's sake let me feed yeah. my kids
0: <laughs> so championship standings for Stappen uh, leads Perez by one point. The magic lap Alonso, um, 13 points behind Carlos Sainz, Lewis Hamilton, Jorge Russell, Stroll, Leclerc, Bottas, Ocon, Gasly, Magnuson. Anybody below 13th does not have a single point. Red Bull Racing, 87 points. Aston Martin are tied with Mercedes with 38 Ferrari, 26 Uh, AlphaTauri and McLaren have zero points. What the actual hell? McLaren. Williams have a point. Mm. Haas have a point. McLaren. Hmm. Is it time for random fandom?
1: No, it's not. I just wanted to play the tune. Yeah, no, it's time for Random Fandom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so your report card this weekend, you had Aston Martin. Um, how big did up, big tele- up. We've talked about him a lot, but uh, tell us about how you felt about Aston Martin this weekend. Yeah. Well, I'm co-cognizant Aston Martin racing. Sure. Whatever, whatever they want to call
1: themselves this week. Uh, It was another strong outing for Aston Martin. I don't think anyone was overly surprised. I was interested to see if they would keep that momentum going into this circuit because it's like a street circuit and it's not not the same as Bahrain. Um, But they looked to be the only team who could really challenge the Red Bulls after Friday. Uh, Qualifying, both drivers said they were happy with the car balance heading into qualifying. Uh, Alonso just lost out to Charles and ended up in P3, but that ended up as a net P2 was a Charles' penalty. Stroll made a small mistake at turn 22 and ended up fifth, which isn't really bad considering he's still recovering. i not really sure why I'm doing all these hand movements, but let's just carry on with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the race, uh, Alonso obviously had that rocket start, absolutely mugged off Checo, and was leading the race for the first few laps. Unsurprisingly, the Red Bull uh, was able to quickly pass when the DRS was enabled. Uh, he did get that five-second penalty for being out of his grid slot at the start and uh, when serving it, of course, we had the mechanics. Did they, didn't they? Who really gives a shit? Uh, But poor old Lance, bless him. Uh, He ended up retiring due to a suspected ERS issue. Uh, But before that, he did have a lovely overtake on signs on the outside of turn 13. Did you see that? That was dope. Oh, yeah. And through
0: comes Lance Stroll. (laughs) He
1: got Stroll. I'll give him that. Um, but yeah. yeah, the car looked good all weekend, and it's still showing that strong race pace. So we- clearly, best of the rest at the minute by
0: the looks of it. Yeah, the Formula One the leaders of Formula One point five. Hey, eh? yeah, why not? That's it. They're 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 blowing my mind, man. They're
1: they're great. Yeah, I I had doubts after testing. I was like, mm, I, don't, I don't know how genuine that is, um, <laughs> but you know. It wasn't wasn't showboating
0: and testing. This is Grande, the magic, whatever, whatever that is, Magic Alonso. You know, you know the (laughs) vibes. Fucking hell! So, oh my god! Right? Who's your homework? Give me your homework. My, I had my homework on Mercedes AMG. Um, Mm -hmm. they were kind of anonymous. Um, throughout the weekend, and then qualifying, they kind of put it together. Um. I had them down to beat Alonso in qualifying, at least, but they didn't. George was about two tenths of a second off. Hamilton was half a second off. So Hamilton not seeming very happy with the car in general. Um, George didn't seem too thrilled about it, but like he's like I'm I'm rolling up third on the grid, mate. Uh, their race strategy. I'm in two minds. I'm in two minds about it. Um, I think the the alternate strategy was a good call considering hamilton was starting out a little bit behind i just don't i don't think they were expecting the hard tire to be that bad and if it wasn't for the safety car if the hard was slightly better that could have worked out okay and it kept them out of uh that i'm not sure about the end of the race i think they did the right thing like they could have let them race but who knows who knows um it's, it's a bit early in the season for team orders, yeah I think. it is it is exactly um The first stint on the hard just looked to be like you know one of those things. In hindsight, abysmal. Honestly, for for where the team's at right now, I'm giving them a B for this weekend. If both drivers had put the lap together and been happy with the car in qualifying, I would have been you know that would have been an A, A weekend for them to finish fourth or fifth with that car. Right now, it's not where they want it to be, and I think we should judge it based on that. Um, It's not an A because either they couldn't get Hamilton happy with the car or Hamilton wasn't vibing with the car this weekend in my opinion
1: is he still driving around with 20 kilos of dell servers attached to the back of his car do we know
0: no that they haven't wheeled that one out so who knows maybe that's next race yeah exactly so um that's my report card so you're giving
1: aston Aston, full marks i don't think i can give him full marks because lance ended up yeah retiring i don't necessarily think that's an aston issue because if it's an ers issue that's pu supplier Um, you're crapping
0: on my team this weekend I had mercedes this weekend bro
1: fuck you fuck mercedes Um, right I'll I'll have have you now stick it on tiktok watch me get cancelled
0: if only people knew why don't we go to our next segment of the podcast you ready for this one (sighs) Fraud Watch. Do you want to tell everybody what Fraud Watch is? Fraud Watch is
1: where we get to pick our bad thing of the weekend, whether that's team, driver, racing, governing body, track, your local butcher, the Swedish meatballs that you picked up from your corner shop,
0: whatever. Mm.
1: And basically, we put them on what we call Fraud Watch. So basically, if you're on, if you get three nominations across a season, for Fraud Watch bang, you're getting slammed up. You're going down straight into the jail of, uh, Uh, bad things. Oh my goodness. Yikes. So yeah, our bad thing of this weekend. Now I have in testing and Bahrain, I put McLaren down for both. So they're already on, they're on two out of three. However, for, for this weekend, I'm afraid I'm giving it to Ferrari because although you had the fastest pit stop for the second race run in, I have to question what the fuck is going on um, where you're arguing (laughs) over safety car lines and uh, now getting outclassed by Mercedes. You went from Mm -hmm. being championship favorites at the start of 2022 to getting bossed around by Lawrence Stroll and his son's toy that he bought for him. (laughs)
0: oh my god there's a couple people that fall foul of that so you you got the fia mclaren are on two ticks from dan um and ferrari have got a tick from you this weekend in the naughty books correct okay um uh, in testing i gave mine to alpine in bahrain i gave mine to ferrari uh because what the actual fuck but this weekend i can i was actually pissed off at the fia remember last year Last year, there was the safety car line where signs was out ahead of Perez at the safety car line. Checo gets ahead of him. And then it takes the FIA the entire safety car period and then the race restarting to be like, ah, you know what, guys? Actually, signs was ahead. This is after Abu Dhabi 2021. The FIA were like, yeah, we need to step it up. We'll sack Massey because he was a problem and all this other stuff. It's like, the problem is you guys are, wow. Yeah, mid. Mid uh, fraud watch this week. I've got the FIA. So d- does that mean since I picked Ferrari last week, does it mean Ferrari have two ticks? Uh,
1: yeah. I was looking at this and
0: just, I think maybe
1: we should, yeah, do like a cum- cumulative. Is that the right term?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. it. I, they're, they're on two strikes. Yeah. Ferrari, McLaren and Ferrari, you guys, and to be fair, that that makes perfect sense. But I think the it's, FIA are going to need a couple. World fraud championship, the WFC. the go. only fucking championship them two are going to be beefing over this year. Yeah, exactly. So we've got one more segment in the show before we uh kiss you kiss you guys goodnight. So uh Oh you, you, you who's a good boy. I am. I'm a good boy. <laughs> so this is this is <laughs> this is a fucking funny segment. This is called engine mode good boy. Yeah. This is where basically we gas somebody up from the weekend, you know, somebody that we're we're happy with. Um yeah, we do, yeah. And
1: it's called Engine Mode Good
0: Boy because somebody slathered
1: me on Twitter. And, (laughs) you know, it's not like we've never let it go or anything. Um, It's funny. They said I was an Engine Mode Good Boy Red Bull apologist. I was like, that's a good name, actually. We're going to take that. We're going (laughs) to use it for an award. Um, Cheers, mate. So, yeah, this is our our good thing of the weekend. Um, That could be anything. So uh, I have given it in testing. I gave it to um, Joe uh, Bahrain, gave it to Alonzo. Uh, And you know, I'm going for for this one. I'm going to give it to uh, Sonoda because I think, yeah, I think he went a little bit under the radar. I think he just narrowly missed out on that point, beefing with um, is it Magnussen for the majority of the race. I just think Sonoda has matured a lot as a driver. Although, yeah, you know, when he got overtaken, he came across the radio and was like fuck, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right? but that's just Yuki, isn't it? Like Any driver could... would do that. It's just the FIA and FOM decided to stitch him up by broadcasting that. Yeah. But yeah. No, I think, you know, Yuki, big up. To be fair, Honourable Sunoda... mention to Stroll yeah. for that Alonso, uh, for the Carlos Sainz manoeuvre in turn 13. But no, Sonoda. I think you're underappreciated. I'm bigging you up.
0: Yeah. But to be fair, Sonoda up five positions... So the only other people Sergeant uh Sergeant 20th 15th on the race on lap one. Does that make sense? Leclerc up yep. five. Yep. Um Sunoda up five. But I've gotta give mine. Uh, it's it's not it's this is really kind of I don't know, this is boring. And I'm glad I did I had Mercedes this week because I said nice things about Mercedes, but I'm gonna give this one to Max.
1: Red Bull bias, cancel it, cancel mm. it, right? Thanks oh for God, 19 so episodes, nice. and that's Max. it. The yeah, Max has been on engine mode good.
0: Yeah. Max, if you want to send me that fiber, cheers, mate. Um no, seriously though, like it was one of those oh, Max, we can be racing friends. Oh. oh my god. The rest of the bits for my simrig arrive on um Wednesday. I'll, I'll share that on the uh, Instagrams later. But no, I, I think that was a it was a good drive. He's he's clearly got it figured out. It's like this is race two, it's a long season, the car is a monster and i've got so much pace in hand it's just like let's just get through this and then that i, I really think that final lap just smashing it out <laughs> un- anonymously is just like it's just classic him and like that's that's the kind of i'm not i think Leclerc's is awesome but leclerc seems like you got to feed him stuff and max is like i'm just fucking taking this but like it's at the same time you know last year leclerc's was it last year where they're like uh, we don't think anybody can take the fastest lap. And he's like, okay, but okay. Yeah. And Max just goes, watch me. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's it's different. And I, yeah, I no, think it's a good I think, shout. That's oh, a good shout. And I think in a lot of instances, the, that the Claire's characteristics are gonna be more favorable in some times. But this weekend, uh, I'm gonna give it to him. But to be fair, Mode good Boys won to Max. Checo, fucking solid weekend, kept it clean, was fast, won the race, no dramas. But, uh, yeah. Max yeah. Performance Engineer moment.
1: Is that you? Yeah. Oh,
0: bless him. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of this episode. Our next episode, we're going to do on Monday. Next Monday? Sure, why not? Let's keep this. All right. Let's try to keep this momentum. Monday 7 is good. Monday 7 o'clock. Frauds we like that. Monday 7 o'clock. Um, we'll be live. we record this thing on twitch.tv front slash break. Um, it's going to mm. be out on Spotify, on YouTube. And if also... We're going to start posting short form content again this week. So check us out on TikTok, check us out on Instagram mm. and YouTube. So, yeah. uh, Dan, stay away from sketchy meatballs. Uh, I'm going to go get some pork chops in the system. And uh, you guys do me a favor and have a lovely evening.
1: Yeah. Big up your local butcher. Big up your local Swedish meatball, uh, meat based products. Da- da- damn. Big up your nans. Big up your toots. Big up your uh, IKEA Swedish meatballs, yeah, and uh, yeah, you can you can all fuck off.